When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Wisconsin wine grapes are starting to change color, which means they're ripening. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Peter Botham operates Botham Vineyards, which has been around for more than 30 years. Today he grows seven acres and is very optimistic about the harvest. He tells me what he's seeing in the vineyard right now. We are just starting to see color change. You know, the grapes in the spring, they you know, the buds come out and then the the fruit sets in June, the, the grapevines actually bloom. They have a, a bloom period that lasts about two weeks or so. And then the fruit sets, and then throughout the summer, the what happens is the clusters just fill out. The, you know, the, the berries and the grapes get, get larger, and eventually the clusters are full, which is what they are now. And then when they reach that point, they start to change color. Even red grapes are green all summer long until about now. And Red grapes at this point in the season are just, at least for us anyway, um, depending on where you are in the state, that might change. You know, it's colder up north and, and what have you. So um, we are just starting to see a little bit of color change, which is the, be- the beginning of the ripening process. So that's where the vineyard sits right now. All right. Are you scouting for anything anymore, whether it be pests or diseases? Anything you have to be careful of as we move into is the term Verizon? Is that the color change term? Yeah, that's correct. Right. That's correct. Yeah. You, grapes, you have to scout all the time. Yeah. I mean, right up to harvest. They are very susceptible, depending again on the grape varietal, to a number of funguses. Black rot, downy mildew, powdery mildew, phomopsis are things that you chase all summer long. They're more predominant in the spring because the, the temperatures are more conducive to producing, you know, fungus problems in the spring. But regardless, you have to, you know, scout for it and, and spray for it literally all summer long. You know, each time it rains, you've got a potential for, for fungus de- developing. And so you, that never slows down right up to harvest. The, the problem becomes as you get closer to harvest, your opportunity and your tools for controlling that diminish. Uh, many of the chemicals that, uh, you know, you use to control these things um, have a harvest, a time to harvest window on them. In other words, you have to stop using them, you know, a certain time before harvest because there can't be any residue left on, on the grapes. So that's the, the, the flip side of the coin. As you get closer <laughs> to harvest, um, if you do have issues, you have less, uh, you know, tools in your box to, to control those things. But right now the vineyard is very, very healthy. We've had actually a really nice growing season. So, and I've kept on top of everything pretty much all summer long. So the health of the crop right now is, is very, very good. Let's reflect on that growing season. We had kind of a unique spring. It was pretty cool. It was pretty dry. Yeah. And then we had that heat wave that went through and kind of sped everything up. Describe that experience for me. Are you seeing any kind of long-term implications of that? Well, actually, you know, the, the spring was really terrible. <laughs> at, least, at least for growing grapes it was. It was just too cool uh, and damp uh, for too long. But, as you said, all of a sudden it just got warm. And for the remainder of the summer since spring, it's actually been really, really nice. We've actually had a pretty warm summer. At least it feels like it to me. And we've had a pretty, you know, you know, for grapes, we don't like a lot of water. Rain, you know, grapes are kind of a dry-loving plant. And uh, they don't need nearly the, the volume of water that, you know, my neighbors need for corn and soybeans. So 
a drier summer kind of works in our favor. And we're off right now a little bit in rainfall. It's probably somewhere between one and two inches on, on the normal. We're down. And for me, that's actually, that's great. Um, that works out, works out good. And it's been a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, sunny and dry summer. So this has been for us, uh, you know, I'm not growing corn and soybeans, a, a pretty ideal growing season, to tell you the truth, with the exception of that, that spring. But uh, just as a backup, the one thing that we didn't have this spring as a result of that kind of kind of late arrival of summer um, was that we didn't have any frost damage either, um, which really helps our crop volume dramatically. It seems like almost every year we get some amount of frost damage, but there was none this year, which is really great. We did have a, a couple severe storms. I don't know what ended up going through the Mount Horeb area, or if you guys were impacted all by any severe weather, did you see anything that, you know, that you were worried about or? No, we didn't get anything really, really terribly bad. You know, the usual, you know, branches that are down here and there, we didn't have any trees go over um, or anything like that, like we have in years past. And no, we, we, we kind of got by okay. There's no real damage. You know, picking up sticks mostly was, was what we had. I don't know how much rain we got, but uh, it was probably somewhere between an inch or two. No, we uh, we got by pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good news there. And so, yeah, now you're just telling those vines to stay healthy and stay good until harvest. Uh, when is yep. harvest for you? <laughs> well, right now I'm anticipating somewhere in the early to middle part of September, which would be normal. You know, it's about the usual time. If the weather stays like this, you know, nice and warm and sunny, it keeps the, the ripening process on track. We should be should be harvesting right about then, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. So that's about normal for us. When we harvest early, you know, like real early in September or on rare, rare occasions, sometimes in August, that means we've had a absolutely spectacular growing season. You know, if you get ripe fruit early in the really, really early or late summer, early fall, late summer, that means your growing season has just been, been you know, fantastic. But um, oftentimes here we have problems getting our, our fruit ripe um, because it cools off uh, oftentimes in September a little early and you know, various things during the summer have slowed things down. And it make, can make it difficult getting the fruit ripe, and that's, that's really the key to, to making good wine at the other end. You have to, have your, have to bring in ripe fruit. So... You know, green fruit isn't really what we're looking for here. So, but uh, this year I'm thinking, you know, probably early, early to mid September. How many bottles of wine equates to a bumper crop? Uh, you know, we target through pruning and maintenance in the vineyard somewhere between somewhere around two tons per acre. You don't want to overstress them and then have that followed by a you know really horrible winter where you end up with a, a lot of damage as a result of overstressing the plants. But um, that's, you know, kind of the target we, we hope for is somewhere around, you know, two tons per acre. A bumper crop um, where I kind of leave a little extra uh, in pruning in the spring and, and then we don't have any frost, you can we can bump up to like three tons per acre or even more than that. But I always get worried when that happens because it, it, it's a, you know, ripening fruit is, is stress for the plant. You know, it's hard work for the plant. So if you overdo it, um, which I have on occasion, you can really end up with some bad results come the next spring, especially if you have a, a real hard winter. So I don't know if you know supply chain or labor was an issue for you guys this year like it was for some other agribusinesses. Well, yeah, you know, supply chain has affected, for me, uh, primarily uh, glass bottles. They have been, uh, the pricing on them has, has been, <laughs> price increases 
in glass has been pretty significant, partly because a lot of it comes from, from China and, um, and partly because I, I think sometimes glass distributors just take advantage of a, an obvious you know opportunity to raise prices. But glass has, has gone up pretty significantly, and that, that has been an issue. And like all businesses, uh, labor, is it has been a constant problem. Um, not so much with vineyard work. Um, I seem to be able to manage that. My son and I manage that pretty well on our own. But um, the problem has been in our tasting room. You know the retail side of our business. It's just been very, very difficult to keep keep our tasting room staffed this year. But you know, I'm crying the blues that, that <laughs> I think every business on the planet has right now. It's just something you got to deal with and make the best of. But yeah, it is. Uh, it's different than it used to be many years ago, when when labor was it was really not an issue, but it, it certainly is a big one now. And that's a look at what's top of mind for winemakers this time of year. Peter Botham and his family operate Botham Vineyards out of Mount Horeb. They're expecting a good crop come fall, and the grapes are ripening nicely. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.